Well, hey guys, and welcome to the All Together Beautiful podcast. I am Liz, and tonight we've got Jeffrey McClintic <laughs> with us. Say hello, Woo! Jeff. Hey guys, happy to be on here. Apparently, um, my wife did this because she wanted to talk more with me. Mm. Um, it was my way of trapping him into talking with me for a little while. An hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, all joking aside, um, Rachel's on vacation this week. And so um, we went ahead and had Jeff in to co-host with me and to talk a little bit. Um, like you said, he is my husband. We are married. Uh, I have talked about you a little bit up until now. Um, but we have been married nine years and uh, both do ministry together. We are uh, leading, pastoring a church here in downtown Indianapolis so Jeff, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, mm. all of it. Born and raised church kid, um, Christian high school, Christian college. What high school did you go to? Covenant. Shout um, out. I'm extra spiritual for those, oh, okay. those two things. <laughs> <laughs> um, great Christian family. Mm -hmm. um, uh, man. Um, I feel like I've lived in Indiana forever, uh, which I have mm -hmm. Cincinnati for a couple of years. Uh, met you in college, yes, which was fun, super fun. Uh, we dated quickly, got engaged, got married in college. Ring by spring. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> ring by spring. Um, proposed <laughs> in college and got married in college. Yes. So that's, and then I did. You proposed to me in September. Do you remember when? I what do. the date was? Yeah. <laughs> It's coming up. That's all right. I don't expect you to know. Thank you. <laughs> when was it? It's September. Like, see, I say that and I don't even know. Exactly. It was like the 16th, 16th or the 18th. 18th. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I went to college uh, to get a business degree. Um, and then I uh, got wrecked by the Lord and changed my degree to preaching. Um, and then finished out, finally graduated. I took a victory lap with an internship yes. um, at a church in Kentucky. And then when that was up, you were pregnant. We were going to have Bentley in a few months, didn't have a job, house, or, and our lease was anything. up. Anything. Yeah. No money and, either. Yeah. Um, and then I did another a residency at Traders Point after that, which moved us back here. Um, and then I worked construction and started 420 with Matt. Yep. And it seems like forever ago. But through the years, um, God's led us and directed us. Uh, we were strictly just missions focused um, and hard, you know, hard to just hard nations or whatever, uh, adopted communities. For the and, ministry. Yeah, for the ministry. Yes. Um, and then the Lord kind of redirected our focus in 2019 to local Indianapolis. And then we moved downtown, uh, launched a local church and house of prayer. Boom. Here we are today. Here we are. Whoo. What a three ride. Three kids now. Three kids. Yes. Guys. Don't forget about those little munchkins. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who shout out to our babysitters tonight. <laughs> um, we love all of our babysitters, but sweet Bentley is holding down the fort tonight. So. Yeah, Bentley and Bentley have the same name. Yes. Bentley's our babysitter tonight, not Bentley, our seven-year-old son. 
yeah. we did not leave our that's kids. That's true. For the we record, did not, we didn't leave our kids, leave our kids with our seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah. It is a uh, responsible adult with them tonight. Um, no, that's really good. I love it. And tonight we are talking a little bit topic-wise and uh, theme, if you will, tonight. We wanted to talk about identity. Uh, specifically identity in Christ and what that looks like and testimony of how that has played out specifically with you, because that is, I know, near and dear to your heart of just your passion for identity, for people to know their identity, for people to walk in their identity, um, because it really is just a foundation to true relationship with the Lord and truly living out the gospel, because you have to know who you are in order to walk in it. So tonight, really, that's what we wanted to um, talk about. And so as we dive in, what is identity? Like if you could encapsulate identity, it might be kind of a buzzword within the church, um, within devotions and Bible studies, the word identity. So if you could encapsulate it, what is it? Um, I would say it's being known by God. So knowing God and being known by God. Um, I guess for, for most of my Christian life, I thought salvation was like destinational. That's, mm. is that a word? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It is now. Destination, meaning you get, you get saved. Um, Jesus is your savior. And then you're stuck in this world until you die and then get rescued by him. So you live like hell until you get to heaven. Yeah. Um, but salvation is knowing him. Um, when you get saved, you get born again. And most people don't know this. You, when you get born again, you become someone new that God always intended you to be. Um, and I would say most, they just, they think they're saved, but they don't, we don't have... We don't have like a revelation of what it means to be born again. Mm. Like you're completely new. Yeah. Like there's all sorts of scriptures about being born again. Yeah. You're new creation. New creation. You have the mind of Christ. What does it look like to have the mind of Christ? Most people, I mean, you can literally, you have access to the mind of God. Like, and then you are lavished with grace. Grace is the empowerment to live out the truth of the gospel. Um, most people think following Jesus is impossible. That's what the grace is. Grace is the favor of God, and it's lavished on you mm. so that you can literally walk out the gospel. Um, what else do you have? You have a new heart. Most people say the heart is deceitful right. and wicked above all else. You cannot trust it, but the new covenant promises a new heart. Right. So you're born again with, with a heart that, with the laws of God written on it by the Holy Spirit. And um, if that's not enough, uh, you become the house of, of God on earth. You, like you become God's dwelling place. So the fullness of God lives in you, the same Holy Spirit that rose Jesus on the dead. Jesus never did any miracle, um, as, um, as, as God, <laughs> um, he had to live as a man in order to, right. to fulfill the law and and die on the cross he had to live as a man not that he wasn't god but he never right. um yeah hear that he was fully god and fully he was man. fully yes yeah <laughs> he was fully god and yes. fully man but he subjected himself to living right. as a man right and um you know when he was baptized the holy spirit landed on on him like a dove and remained so every miracle jesus did was through the power of the holy spirit 
and he died to give us the Holy Spirit. So when we think of salvation as a destination, we just try and hang on until we get there. But when we think of salvation as being born again, that's when identity comes into place. Mm. Um, because you can't walk out something that you don't know about. Yeah. So that's why like when, when you get born again, you're adopted into the family of God. Uh, you're Another thing, you're given his divine nature. That's mm-hmm. another one. Um, so there's all, these are all scriptures, by the way. This isn't, this isn't heretical. This is all out of the <laughs> Bible. <laughs> so you're given all these things when you're born again, but we, we don't teach and empower people how to walk out their identity. We just teach and empower people how to just survive. Right. Instead of like knowing him. Because the key to knowing your identity is knowing him and letting him know you. Um so we I think we have too many powerless Christians. Yeah. Because salvation is the destination instead of an identity of who God has made you to be now that you're born again. Right. I mean it's the same thing as when you have a child, you name it. Yeah. Like you don't just leave the baby to just hang out. There's an identity spoken <laughs> over <laughs> over the baby by giving them a name and giving them mm-hmm. like you're named. And so it makes sense that the salvation is the doorway to the identity and then you walk in the identity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Um, even talking through like the revelation of each piece of that, like, the mind of Christ and a new heart and a new creation and um, all of those things that are promised, all of those things that you have access to talk a little bit about because your testimony, which I didn't even think about this, but just identity in general and a lot of Jeffrey's story. um, He wrote a book. Um, It's called caged lions. And so you can look that up on Amazon um, if you have more questions, because it is a huge part of your story and a huge part of your testimony. And so how did that play out? Like, when was the moment that you kind of had the light switch go off or the light bulb go off of, oh, my gosh, this is who I am? Yeah. Um, Well, growing up in church, I like I wanted to follow Jesus. Um. I knew a lot intellectually, but it never really influenced the way that I lived. Uh, and I never really saw anybody live out like um, the power of the Holy Spirit either. Um, my idea of evangelism or winning someone to Jesus was either inviting them to inviting somebody to a barbecue or developing a friendship with them that could take six months, and then you finally invite them to church mm. and hope that they talk to you about God and their struggles. Um, it wasn't until I got to college about halfway through that I met, uh, Matt general and, um, another couple friends. And, um, I was just drawn to them cause they, they read their Bible for fun and I never did that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I wanted to hang out with them more, um, because I had grown up in the faith and I never wanted to read my Bible. So I was like, something's gotta be wrong with me. And I was carrying a lot of shame and yeah. Um, a lot of guilt um, just covered over my heart. So I had a, like a filter that I saw things through. Um, but I would hang out with them. They they would like tell people about Jesus everywhere, everywhere they went. They would share the gospel and people would 
start crying, start experiencing the presence of God, someone be healed on the spot of like pretty serious things. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, I've seen some wild things since then. Um, but like it, it led me to hunger for more because I never saw any of that in my life. So I was missing a, some revelation because I was like, I knew mm-hmm. all about Jesus. I knew all about the gospel. I'd done homework assignment after homework assignment on these things. I had to read the Bible for school. Like I knew a lot of things, but I didn't really know a lot of things. There's mm-hmm. a verse in Ephesians where Paul prays for the church that the eyes of their heart would be enlightened so that they may know uh, the hope to which they're called. The eyes of my heart were not enlightened, yeah. and therefore I did not know, but I thought I knew. Um, so I started hanging out with these guys and seeing like miraculous things happen, uh, which led me to ask questions, and it was frustrating because I wanted a formula of A plus B equals C, right. um, but they said no. It's, it's all about relationship with God. Um, and they finally just said, you know what, just go, <laughs> go read your Bible <laughs> and ask the Holy Spirit. Get out of here. <laughs> ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't shift the responsibility on the Lord. <laughs> That's a fun form of discipleship. Yeah. So I did that. Um, opened Ephesians and I said, Holy Spirit, will you help me? That's mm-hmm. something I'd never done before. I'd never yeah. read the Bible asking the Lord to help me or teach me. Isn't um, that the book that you had to write out handwrite yeah. that whole book. No, that was Corinthians. Bible. Oh, that was Corinthians. okay. That was okay. awful. <laughs> um, Bible college. Yeah. Uh, so I open Ephesians, ask the Holy Spirit, and it says, ever since the foundation of the world, I've seen you as holy and blameless through the blood of Jesus. Mm. That's paraphrased. but um, And I just wept for an hour because I'd never seen myself that way. And mm-hmm. that's how... That's how Father God sees me through the blood of his son. Mm-hmm. And that's Jesus's ministry. We're learning this recently, but like Jesus's ministry as a high priest right now, because he's our high priest, according to Hebrews, his ministry is to present us to the Father as holy and blameless. Mm-hmm. And like that is your identity. That is how God sees you because you've died and you've been born again. Mm-hmm. Um, salvation isn't a prayer you say. It's not going to church every week it's dying and being resurrected with christ it's dying with christ and being resurrected in in his likeness and his image and carrying his presence yeah um and with with identity comes inheritance Mm. and so if you don't know about who you are through the eyes of the father now that you've been washed and forgiven then you won't know how to carry yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of, I would describe a lot of Christians as orphans yeah. um, trying to change the world. Mm. So orphans carry so many wounds, father wounds. Um, they constantly have to prove themselves. They constantly need to be loved. They need approval. Uh, they feel left out. And that's how a lot of Christians feel. Uh, but adopted people, people grafted into the family of God through the blood of Jesus. They have a seat at the table. Their father delights in them. Um, they they receive what belongs to the father. They receive inheritance uh, because they're loved by, by the father. Mm-hmm. So if we were just, if we would allow ourselves to be loved by God, right. we would walk in the power of the spirit so much more effortlessly than trying to conjure up something because we need approval or we need a cool story. Yeah. Um, I talk about this a lot, but uh, Romans 5, 5, I think it's 5, 5, says the love of God is poured into your hearts through the Holy Spirit. 
There's no indication that God has stopped pouring out his love. But oftentimes we step out of the flow of that mm. um, because we're trying to prove something or we think we can do it on our own. So we stop receiving God's love. Um, and then we operate out of a place of lack. So if, and, and like I see this, a lot of Christians will go to church on Sundays just to get a, a spiritual shot in the arm to get them till the next Sunday. Right. But if they were loved by God every day, they would be overflowing with it and they could easily love other people. Yeah. But because we're not communing with the father, we're not being loved by him. We're in a place of lack. So everything we try and do is try, is to try and fill the void that only God's love can void. Mm. Um, and like we try and love our neighbor, we try and share the gospel, wh whatever you want to do. If you're doing it in a place of lack, that means you need something from the other person um, to, to try and fill that place. Right. And when you need something from someone, you cannot give away anything. Yeah. yeah. But when you're, when you're overflowing with God, it's, it, it's impossible not to give it away. So like that's the difference between an orphan and a son, in, in my opinion. A son understands their identity, yeah, and they're they're continually loved by God or allowing themselves to be loved by God. Right. Like how many people can say God delights in me? That's, God delights in me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it goes back to the. I mean, we love because He first loved us, and we yeah. do backwards. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, there's no ability for us to love if we're not first being loved mm -hmm. um going back to the shame piece because i know there's a lot just in general that is something that a lot of um people i mean both of us too in seasons of our lives that you can feel that shame and condemnation and all of that but then you say you read ephesians and it was the like you're holy and blameless. Like, do you feel like the, how did the Lord deal with the shame in your life? He loved me out of it. Okay. Talk more about that. Um, I, I did not have eyes to see how God saw because I wasn't allowing myself to be loved by God. So I only saw myself mm. through lies that the devil told me. Mm. So a lot of people get the voice of God confused with the voice of the devil. Yeah. Um, and when you believe those things, you um, you empower the devil to torment you in those areas. Yeah. So like I believed that I was worthless, and I thought it was God speaking to me because I couldn't, mm. I couldn't live up to, I couldn't live holy. Um, so I would mess up, and I. I thought it was God's uh, like, like dis displeasure towards me. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I, I started to believe that I was worthless. Mm. Um, but when I read that I was holy and blameless, not because of anything I've done, obviously, um, right. because of what he's done. Right. And like the Lord sees me through the blood of Jesus. I just, I remember just weeping and like feeling like, years of guilt and shame built up on my heart or was just falling off. Yeah. Um, so like he, I, I really believe like he, he loved me 
It's the kindness of the Lord that leads to repentance. Right. And um, hearing his voice, I don't know. Hearing his voice is easier than I thought it was. Mm. But it was it was just so drowned out by shame, guilt, and condemnation. Yeah, by the accuser. For, by the accuser from years right. and years and years of hearing it and yeah. believing it. Yeah. But like one encounter with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God is like broke off years of that. Mm. And it was, you know, it it wasn't like, oh wow, I'm I'm like perfect now. It's no. like you yeah. know, you're you're learning how to walk out um being born again. So like it, it takes renewing your mind, Romans 12, uh, mm -hmm. be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You renew your mind with the truth about what God says with about you. Mm -hmm. Um, my friend and mentor Steve Freeman says we have everything we need, like the, the fullness of the word lives in us. But when we take time to be loved by God and, and spend time in the word, it's like more and more pieces of the word get unlocked in us mm. the more we allow the Lord to transform us by renewing our mind with what he says. Mm. Um, so like, you know, someone that has years of shame, you know, it can happen supernaturally where it's just, it's right. just gone. But sometimes it, it can also be a process of renewing your mind. It's like, no, like the Lord delights in me. Yeah. Not because of anything I'm doing right now, because Jesus already did it for me. Right. And like his mercies are new every day. You repent. Um, you know, repentance is a good thing. Mm -hmm. And then you renew your mind with what he's saying. Right. Not what you feel. Yeah. Or you, yeah. Mm -hmm. What you think. Yeah. That's good. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and even with, so because we're all about practical, practical steps, practical, um, how can I, how can I actually like take steps to do that? Because I think that's a lot of, um, a lot of a holdup could be, I don't know what it looks like to have the word wash over me. I don't know what it looks like to have the Lord even love me as somebody, I mean, you know, that being my husband. Well, um, I mean, like being loved yeah. is hard. And so how, how would you say like practically, like if I'm just sitting with the Lord, how, how do I even let him love me? And honestly, and I mean, before you answer a little answer, <laughs> because I feel like there's like permission to be a fool in those, those moments too. Uh -huh. Cause I think there's even a roadblock that could happen because it looks foolish or it looks silly to let the Lord love you in the secret place, like where it's just you and him, like doing the thing that feels uncomfortable. Okay. Or... Yeah, get over it. Okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, sometimes it looks foolish or sometimes the step of just Good. like <laughs> being just like the, I'm just letting the Lord love me, however that looks like, can look foolish. But again, it's just you and him, so who gives a rip. Um, even if it wasn't just you and him, you can be a fool loving the Lord whenever you want. But, um, what is like a practical way to let the Lord love you? Mm. I mean, uh, well, yeah, I, I don't as you, usually, as you I usually don't like, your nails don't off. stop it, stop it. <laughs> I usually don't like, like formulas or anything, but there is a, there is a process to like entering in to his presence that we've discovered 
So I've, I've applied it to my quiet times with the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it looks differently here and there, but like for the most part, this is what I do. And like you enter his courts with thanksgiving, his gates through praise. So if you start off thanking God, you know, thank you start. What's the, what's the number one lie you believe about yourself? Are you asking me yeah. that question? Yeah. <laughs> um, that I have nothing to offer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not funny. Why? But, so I would start off my quiet time. This with, is real and raw. I'm with, going for it. Thank you, Lord, that every every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies you've given me. Mm. Therefore, I have everything to offer. Mm. And that's that's in Ephesians as well. That every spiritual blessing has been given to you. So I would start with thanking him for the opposite of how you're feeling with a truth that's in the word of God. Mm. Uh, so thank you. I would just thank him for 10, 15 minutes. Thank you, Lord, that every spiritual blessing belongs to me because I know you and you've adopted me. And like that's a that's an important piece though, is the the truth that is also rooted in the word. Yeah, you don't want to like just that it's not just like, you know, if you're feeling worthless, you don't say, Thank you, Lord, that I'm awesome. <laughs> right, right, right. You, you, like you, anchor you use it the in, word of God. Right. You use the word of God. Yeah. So I know a truth though is that every spiritual blessing has been given to you. Yeah. Um and he, you know, he went to the cross for the joy set, set before him. You were the joy set before him. Mm. So like you, you begin to thank the Lord for that for 10, 15 minutes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and then you let the let the Holy Spirit help you out and move you into praise, uh, declaring who God is. God, you're faithful. Mm. You're my father. Um, you've adopted me. You're so good. You're so kind. You know, you're declaring all these things. And then you let let the Lord move you into worship, which is just a, a word for adoration. You're adoring your 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 bridegroom, um, and then you listen in to what he's saying after that. So, yeah, I believe after Thanksgiving praise and worship, you can hear him really clearly. Yeah, and then you know you just agree with what he says, mm. um, and you want to read. You obviously want to read scripture, right? Um, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to hear God if you don't know scripture. Right, you got to know his voice. Oh, that's good. Uh, practicals though. Um, get alone with the Lord and thank him. Use the word of God. Use a truth that combats the lie that, he, that is tormenting you. Right. And meditate on it. Uh, thank him for that. And I'm always a big fan of taking risks. So if, you know, if you don't believe that God can use you, just take a risk. Look stupid. Yeah. In front of people. Say, go up to the cashier and just say, Jesus, Jesus loves you so much. Mm. You know, and then, you know, try and hear from the Lord about something going on with her life and then go ahead and say it. Yeah. Jeff <laughs> so, loves doing that. Just try it out. Shoot. <laughs> the way the way you advance in the kingdom of God is through failure. Not moral yeah. not moral failure. Come right. on. Um, like taking a risk with the love of God. He's a he's he's a big God. He can take care of himself. You're not mm -hmm. gonna embarrass him. Mm -hmm. Uh he's really pleased with his kids taking risks to advance his kingdom. Right. Um, so that's how I've learned to hear the Lord's voice is to take risk. Um, and you know, the more dead you are, the more born again you are and the more you don't care. Love it. It's interesting. You like even just chatting about what is the lie you're believing? And then let me replace it with truth. Cause even last week when Shiloh was here and talking about, um, 
anxiety and how there's the man I can't remember the word she used but there was a breathing technique we did to like combat anxiety but it's also taking thoughts captive that combats the anxiety and one of the things that she was talking about to combat anxiety was to take your thoughts captive so whatever thought you're having taking that captive and then replacing it with the truth of God's word and so even what you're talking about of letting the Lord love you the fruit of doing that is even like no anxiety and no like you're literally like there there's fruit of letting the Lord love you that is so practical and so good, like anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like there are things that we're drowning in that just letting the Lord love you and just yeah, the, being in the presence of the God. The love of a father can, we cure. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting, the breathing techniques, the, the name of God is is meant to breathing. be breath rhythmic breathing. So Yahweh, breathe in, Yahweh, you know, breathe out. Yeah, yeah. So, and then... um. I mean, I've shared this a lot, but the the, the armor of God, you know, yeah. where I'm going with this. The sword. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the the shield shielded you from the fiery darts of the enemy. Mm -hmm. um, it says in Colossians that Jesus disarmed the enemy. So if he doesn't have any weapons, what's he working with? He's working the same weapon that he used in the Garden of Eden. Classic. Which was a lie. So if he can get you to believe a lie... You know, he shoots a fiery dart into mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. um, back in the day, Romans used daggers to dig out arrows that were shot into their flesh. And um, the dagger is the word of God. So you believe a lie, which is a fiery dart, penetrates you. Um, you use the sword of God to dig that lie out and replace it with what he says. Then you hold back up the shield of faith, believing what he says mm. to protect you from that, the next fiery dart. That's really good. I love that. That's a good visual. Put on your armor of God today, everybody. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's really good. Um, what would be just something to read today, something to um, pray today? What would be just a really... Again, I know we've been talking practicals, but just another thing that somebody that's listening right now that feels like they're drowning, feels like they cannot measure up, that they're tired and burnt out. Because I think burnout is another really interesting thing that happens when maybe they're not functioning fully in identity. And so um, what, what would be the thing to read or pray scripture anything Ephesians has a lot of great prayers yeah so he prays that you would have the power to comprehend the love of God so it takes it takes God's power to comprehend his love so like there's there's loads of prayers in scripture that you can pray over yourself um which are the those best are the things most, to pray yeah just so pray scripture just yeah if you can pray scripture pray. and like you can go through literally you know we can go through I'll just pull it up you can go through, you know, any, you know, I'll just go to Ephesians. Ephesians 1. So you can go through the scripture and just read it, you know. 
Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And I would just read it out loud. You know, yeah. blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And I would just stop and say, wow, thank you, Lord. You've blessed me. Um, you've blessed me with with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Yeah. I, Lord, you're so good. You're so you're so kind to do that for me. Yeah. And I, I love it. Even as he chose us in him. Wow. God, you chose me. Like, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. You chose me before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. Oh, my goodness, Lord. Thank you that you chose me to be holy and blameless before you. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself. God, thank you for adopting me. You know, you just go through scripture right. out loud, read through it like that. And like you just agree with it. Yeah. Um, you let the, it says in Ephesians again, <laughs> husbands are to wash their wives with the, the water of the word. And like in our covenant relationship with Jesus, we're the bride, he's the bridegroom. The role of the husband is to wash the wife with the, the washing of the word. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus is constantly pouring out and washing us with the water of his word. Mm -hmm. But if we're not in a place to receive that, how do you ever expect to live out the gospel? Yeah. Um, so I mean, scripture is the best thing to read, yeah. but most people don't know how to read it. They just, they just read it for 15 minutes just to get in their daily Bible reading. Mm -hmm. But if you read it, if you read it through the lens of I'm born again, this is, this is my Ooh. father who I'm yeah. reading about and yeah, nourishment. Right. And like, you need this to live as, as born right. again. Um, and then I would, you know, I'd read, there's a great book called enjoying the gospel Ugh. by, by it's my Eric favorite Gilmore. book. It's by Eric Gilmore. Besides yours, of course. Thanks. Me. Thanks. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good, though. It is. I feel like that is one. I read it right when COVID hit. We went out to a cabin, um, which was so great. I think about that cabin all the time. That's a nice it was, cabin. It was. It was so lovely. Um, but we went out and got away, and I read that book, and it is beautiful. It is an ignition, I would say to stop just going through the motions and actually enjoy and have fun with the Lord and like enjoy just being in relationship and being a son or a daughter. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Yeah. And this might be, well, like there's um, like one season, God may be saying something that contradicts what he's saying in another season. So one time Jesus says, you know, um, honor your mother and father. Mm -hmm. And then you hear him saying, who are my mother and father? Right. Denying them. What? This seems like he's contradicting himself. Mm -hmm. But if you look, I mean, the word of God is used wrongly quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And do you not expect the enemy to use the word of God to get you out of the season that you're supposed to be in? Mm -hmm. When Jesus went to the to the... Um, to the wilderness to be tempted, the devil used the word of God mm -hmm. <laughs> to yeah. try and get Jesus Jesus out of uh, the season he was meant to walk through. But Jesus, you know, used the word of God back at him. But it was the scripture that was for the season that he was in. Mm, that's good. There, there, you can't just apply every scripture to your life when you're feeling a certain way. Mm -hmm. There's a certain season you're in, and unless you're you're following the shepherd's leading. You need to hear the shepherd's voice for what he's speaking for mm -hmm. the season that you're in. 
because a lot of people are going through hard things. So they, they hear something or a preacher say something or a scripture and they say, wow, this is what this says. And, and it applies to me. I need to get out of my, and they're just trying to get out of things circumstantially mm. instead of attaching themselves to the, the Rama word of God, which is the right now mm. word of God, that God's speaking over you in the season. And that's where the empowerment comes to live out what he's called you to do and to actually grow you through your circumstances rather because an orphan mindset, you're always trying to be rescued. Yeah. But a son, a son, um, understands authority where you need to walk out your relationship with the Lord to gain something through a season. Mm-hmm. And, and there's also inheritance where you receive something simply by knowing him. Mm-hmm. So like intimacy with God is everything. And you're not going to understand who you are unless you're actually being loved by him and, uh, listening to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. Um, well, before we wrap up, can you, uh, I know we just talked about reading through Ephesians and reading scripture for prayer, but can you pray for us as we, are we not doing kicks and giggles? What did you want to kicks and get? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's only when Rachel's here. <laughs> no, let's do it. I feel like you have one. I don't have one. I don't have one. You don't have one? What is a kicks and giggle? Kicks and giggles is a like kick and giggle. something funny that happened this week. Do, do I have one? I don't know. Do you? Do you have one? Um, I feel like our kids said some pretty funny things this week. Um, well, Tucker got in trouble. Yes, there you go. So our firstborn child. So secondborn. No, this Uh-oh. is our firstborn. So if Bentley. any of you have multiple children, you know that that firstborn, most of the time, I won't put your kids in a box, but ours are pretty standard, standard issue. <laughs> and our firstborn <laughs> they need to be born is again. <laughs> very type A and loves routine. He loves to do what he's told and maybe not so much with us, but if he's at school and his teacher tells him to do something, he's going to do it. So he follows the rules. He wants everybody else to follow the rules. Anyway, we've never had trouble with him at school because he follows the rules and he's quiet when he needs to be. He's probably honestly correcting his friends when they're talking in the middle of class. (laughs) Um, But second born, uh, bless him. We pray the blood of Jesus over all of our children, but that sweet Tucker, um, he is not so much a rule follower. He's a little bit of a wild child. And we got an email this week. It's like, what, two weeks into school? Yeah. We got an email from his teacher and she was like, the honeymoon is over with Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess he had to sit because he was not listening. He had to miss recess because he, he wouldn't stop talking during nap time. <laughs> I'm so proud of him. <laughs> uh, so that's that's our life right now is getting our kids through school and doing homework and all the fun stuff. So it's a, it's a fun ride. Mm-hmm. Well, will you pray for us before yeah. we? Close? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Father, I thank you that you made a way for us to not just get saved, but be born again into your kingdom, to be grafted into your family, uh, to carry your divine, to become carriers of your divine nature, uh, to think with the mind of Christ. Uh, you gave us a new heart, one that wants to follow you and has your your laws written on it through the Holy Spirit. Um, you've given us the gift of your presence, abiding uh, abiding with us and filling us. 
You're, you're constantly lavishing your grace on us. You're pouring your love into our hearts. You're being a good father. Um, Lord, I pray for, um, for us to have a revelation of how much of a good father you are and how much you want to delight in your children. Lord, I pray for, um, I pray for you to rip out any orphan mentality or orphan spirit in your church and just I thank you for the spirit of adoption, um, that we would get to know you, that we would be loved by you so that we could be overflowing with heaven while we're on this earth. Lord, it's not okay to, to live like hell and hang on until we get to heaven. Thank you that you you have made a way for heaven to fill us so that we could be ambassadors of Christ. We can be a royal priesthood that ministers to you. Um, yeah. Holy Spirit, would you shake things up? Would you pour out your love to anyone listening? Would they feel your tangible presence right now? Uh, literally, the peace that passes understanding. Mm-hmm. Would they feel your burning hot love fill them right now? Um, I thank you for healing minds mm-hmm. um, from lies of the devil, from curses of the enemy. Um, I pray right now specifically for anybody that has like a racing mind that won't quiet down. I just I just speak the peace of God over you, the shalom of heaven. Um, and I just thank you, Lord, for bringing rest, supernatural rest. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. See. It was fun. Um, thanks for tuning in today. Um, we are looking forward to next week. Next week, Rachel will be back. It'll just be her and I um, chatting a little bit. And so I made it to 42 minutes. <laughs> are you Boom. proud of that? Yeah. <laughs> Jeff is a man of few words. So I have a word a- count that I can't go over every day. What is it? 500. 500? Wow. I just went way over. Wow. What a treat. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we'll see you and uh, chat next week. Thanks Thanks for for tuning in. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Hanging out with my wife. Aw. Love you, boo.